All right, Chris Hall here with you on uh, Dogs on Demand on Facebook and Instagram. Good to have you with us today. Brought to you, of course, by Southeast Mortgage, the official home loan lender of the Georgia Bulldogs. And it's our great pleasure to have uh, with us today Marvin James, sports anchor, sports executive producer. I love that title. At uh, uh, Channel 13, WMAZ in Macon, Georgia, one of the great heritage uh, television stations in the state of Georgia. Marvin's been around for a while, played a little football himself at Warner Robins and uh, Georgia yes, Southern University and uh, got into broadcasting. And Marvin does a great job. And Marvin, welcome to our program. It's such a great joy to have you with us today. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm glad to be here. It's always to be able to talk on um, X's and O's with you, um, especially when it comes to Georgia. Yeah. Uh, now, I know, you know, you, now, you know, you have a unique perspective uh, for uh, the Georgia games. Uh, you're on the sidelines for WMAZ. Uh, you know, you're up close and personal in that way when these games are going on. Uh, just to retouch a little bit last year, you know, uh, it, it's one thing for a fan to be sitting in the stands or in the living room watching the ball game. But to be on the sideline, like you are on the sidelines, you have the privilege of doing that, and to uh, witness what happened last year with the University of Georgia. I know you're a big fan and uh, of Georgia, obviously. What was it like for you to see Georgia win the national championship last year? Well, it's, it's, it's just as a fan, you know, the same way you you don't really. We've been through it all, so we've seen it all. Um, uh, we we hate to say that we're pessimistic, but um, we do. I think even in that national championship game, even after um, Keely Ringo came down with that pick six, I think that's when it finally was like settling in to say, I think that we actually can do this. You know, <laughs> um, I, I you know, there, there's a lot of guys that you see that'll say, don't get excited. You know, we've been here before. We know how this feels. So um, it was just amazing to be able to be a part of that and to, to, to witness the whole season, um, you know, from the beginning, from the Clemson game, you're on the road in Charlotte, you know, through all, you know, through all the, the valleys, the, the peaks and valleys, and, and watching that defense turn from a no-name defense to pretty much a well-known-name defense. You know, everybody calls it the no-name defense. Um, but there were so many great pieces that came together and to watch the development of Stetson um, Bennett, you know, um, be, be able to come into the leader that um, nobody thought he could, but, you know, really stepped up to do that. And I know there's a lot of people that still doubt if the kid is elite or not, but, you know, he continues to keep proving and proving and proving. I tell people all the time, the more you talk about Stetson Bennett, the better the movie is going to be um, yes. years from now when we're going into the movie theater while he eat their popcorn or, or watch it in our house on a streaming device. Because the kid is just really, I mean, he got a better, he has a better story than Rudy. I mean, so it's going to be very exciting to see how these guys finish up this season. And um, the movie continues because they're playing really well this year, too. Yeah, and, you know, if 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 Georgia wins again this year, repeats as national champion, I mean, boy, will that movie need <laughs> to be made pretty quick. You know? <laughs> but yeah, you kind of have to wait until Stetson goes to the NFL I, you know, I, I, I'm sure he's going to get a shot at the NFL. He deserves it. I, you know, yeah. you've seen quarterbacks with lesser ability uh, to stick around in the uh, in the NFL. So, uh, you know, if Georgia repeats, hey, you know, it may be a sequel. We may have to have a sequel yeah. for that <laughs> right. movie. 
of the University exactly. of Georgia. Now, of course, Georgia undefeated uh, in this season, six and zero, and getting ready to take on Vanderbilt. As you as you watch the development of this Georgia team, and I talk about development because you know we started with that high with the University of Oregon, seven touchdowns in the seven first seven possessions of that football game. You, you, you know, and, and we all thought, okay, Georgia is just untouchable, unbeatable. But, mm-hmm. you know, we've had a reality check here, uh, you know, for the last uh, couple of weeks or so with Kent State and Missouri. Now Georgia played really well, obviously, against um, against Auburn. But, uh, you know, I, I think Georgia is continuing to develop and develop its own identity. And while they're doing that, they're winning football games. So what is your general impression to this point of the season with this uh, 2022 Georgia football squad? Um, I've had that question asked me before, and I had to really dig that back and think about it from my college days. And, um, and the thing I think about is that it's so hard for a team like Georgia, who is so talented and who has done it all. You know, majority of these guys, even though Kirby says this is not the same team, They've been there for long for the ride. It's hard to get up every week and play against teams that, you know, you know, you know, you know that you can be, you know, when they went on the road to Missouri last week and to play a night game um, far away from home, 730 game, you know, that takes you all out of your routine. And it's not a game that you, you know, that you're supposed to be challenged. It's easy. People say, well, every game you should take on. Yeah, but. These are 19, 20-year-old kids. You know, Malachi Starks is 18 years old, you know, and he's not, yeah, he's not, he's not, he's a smart baby, too, that he knows. Oregon, you got to get up for because we're on TV and this is the biggest game of the year. And then South Carolina, you know, this is our big rival. We have to get on the road for this. Auburn, you know, so the games that, 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 that matter, that, you know, and that's easy for anybody to say. Uh, I, I know Kirby is like, that's rat poison. But, I mean, the reality is the reality. You know, we, we play Sanford and we play uh, Kent State for a reason. And you have to go out there and play with it because parity right now is very high in um, college football. With the, with the COVID year, there are a lot of good players everywhere because there are a lot of people in the transfer portal. There are a lot of good people everywhere. So there are some people that played you know, that are staying, you know, you got six-year seniors on some teams, on some of these lesser teams, you know, and so they're going to make the teams good. Now, you can't just walk out there and with the G and expect, hey, we're going to win, you know, lay down to the G. Nobody's going to do that, but it's just harder to get up for those teams. So that's why I say, Vandy, you know, it may be one of those games where, again, it's homecoming, it's Vanderbilt, they're not going to be as excited. But when Florida, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Mississippi State, the way they're playing, there's no way these guys overlook those games. They come up and set for play. So fans got to think like fans and understand that, you know, these are kids, but they're going to come out there and get the job done. They're not playing poorly on purpose. It's just, you know, what are you going to do? If you're racing against a five-year-old in your backyard, are you going to break your hamstring to get past it? <laughs> right. <laughs> Finish line? No, you're going to coast enough to get there. And that's the bad thing, but that's just life. Sometimes you get those teams that are nasty, uh, hairy dogs and don't care. But, you know, 
it's just hard. But I mean, yeah. but I think I think at the end of the day, we have to be pleased with the product and just see that they're improving every day. You know, and uh, last week against Auburn, you saw the running game uh, really de- depended upon there in the uh, second half. Branson Robinson, just a fantastic game, mm-hmm. just two yards shy of having 100 yards uh, as a freshman running back. So, you know, it, it, in in the Oregon game, he had a lot of passing. In some of these mm-hmm. games, you know, the passing game was on display for Georgia. But now in the second half of the Auburn game and, and also in the second half of that Missouri game, you began to see the running attack for Georgia. They got kind of, I guess you could call it the old school running attack uh, for yeah. the University of Georgia. I think probably going forward, we might see a little more balance in that offense with passing and rushing. Hey, we got some horses in the backfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let, let's use them. Uh, you know, do you think we're going to see a little bit more balance uh, from Todd Monken and the offensive uh, group uh, from the University of Georgia? Absolutely. I mean, you got to, in, in any league, um, you got to run to win the football. Kirby is so much aware of that. And you got to run the ball to establish everything else in your offense. And yeah, and I think that Branson had a nice coming out party. And, and I think that whole running back room is talented enough to do it. And I mean, they're doing it by committee. And one, um, Georgia has done it by committee since Chubb and Sony days. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, people are like, well, we can't just find one person to get it done. Well, we had Nick Chubb and Sony Michelle, and they were basically in and out, you know, interchangeable. And that's the way that Georgia likes to do it because that's a great pitch because they're preserving your legs for the next level, and they're giving you a true shot to to be successful in the league. There's not too many teams that are going with a one-back set these days. I mean, right. you just can't do it. The days of you know, of um, you know, of yesteryear when um, old Herschel was running by himself or Bo Jackson was running by himself. Those days are gone. You can't do that. You have to have some change, um, some some people to help you out with your legs. So, I'm um, I think that 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 room is just as is just as great um, as they can be. Um, I know they're not they're not getting the praise just yet, but you know, tell <laughs> I keep telling people, relax, it's coming. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you, you know. The winning formula is there. It's obvious. And, you know, I, I think I think with you, the days of, you know, you used to be a 1,000-yard rusher. That's what you wanted. That was the standard. Right. If you're going to be an elite running back and uh, go to the next level, you look for a 1,000-yard rusher. I don't think that's necessary anymore. With all the talent that you have as running back, offensive lines, and all the wear and tear on running backs, you know, that uh, they get in college football, I, I don't know if we'll see another 1,000-yard rusher at the University of Georgia. Yeah, in the near future, anyway. Got to go watch film. Don't worry, we got you, Coach. Woo, I'm hungry. We got you, Coach. Where's my visor? We got you, Coach. Looking for a mortgage team that has your back? That team is Southeast Mortgage. We got you. Now, Georgia takes on uh, Vanderbilt uh, this coming uh, Saturday. It's 3.30 p.m. It'll be on the SEC network. You know, Vanderbilt uh, was supposed to come to Georgia, you know, back in the COVID year, didn't have enough players and that kind of thing. And then Georgia went to to Vanderbilt last year and won uh, pretty handily. 
against uh, the Volunteers. Georgia opens up uh, now in this game. It's homecoming game for the University of Georgia as almost a 40-point favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I hate to see those big spreads like that. It's an SEC team. Vanderbilt's 3-2 and two on the year. You know, they, they, they've got a better-than-usual, I think, Vanderbilt team. Uh, you know, uh, Georgia should win this game handily. Any any kind of uh, pause uh, that maybe Vanderbilt might give you as uh, Georgia uh, goes on the field? I think if Georgia, you know, has one of those games, it's strictly up – it's because of Georgia doing it and not yeah, necessarily yeah. because of Vanderbilt. What do you think about this game coming up? Absolutely. I, I think that it's up to Georgia. Georgia's their, their biggest um, enemy and their biggest um, – critic and their, and their biggest competition. You know, Georgia has to come out and, and establish the run early, uh, make some early completions, get um, Brock involved early in the game, um, get Lad some touches early in the game, and they'll be fine. I think the problem that has been in the past is that they come out slow offensively. And they can't afford to go three and out um, against anybody, let alone some teams that are um, – that shouldn't be playing with him, I'll say, not to be disrespectful to any of those teams. But, you know, when they come out and and, and they're um, clicking on all cylinders earlier, early, that's when they have a lot of success. And um, they did a lot of that in the second half of the Auburn game, um, you know, from the second quarter on, actually. But, and that's the thing, and this is the beautiful thing about this team is that as good as they are, they have potential to get better and better. Yeah. Kirby knows that, and Kirby loves the fact that he has something to coach every week. As soon as he puts on the tape, he goes, "Hey, you guys think you're good? Let's look at this." You know, <laughs> you know, we beat we beat Kent State by 12 points. You know, um, you know, we're sitting up here down 14. I mean, up 14 nothing against uh, Auburn. You know, at, at halftime, these are some things are uh, 21 nothing. Um, no, it was 14 nothing. Yeah. Uh, uh, these are one of those things that he can continue to coach up. And this is the thing that these kids have to realize. And I know he's he's continuing to pound in the head because all coaches do. Like, there's like the whole verbiage, any given Sunday, any given Saturday, you know. Uh, we see upsets all over the place. We saw George Southern beat Nebraska. We saw App State beat Texas A&M. Saw Marshall beat uh, Notre Dame. So these are things that can happen and, you know, you have to always be prepared to do it. I was in the, in Sanford, you know, a couple years back when um, Jake Fromm threw three interceptions in, in South Carolina beat us in overtime. And that was a game that Georgia still had a chance to win. But it shocks you because yeah. you're not expecting it. So anything can happen. Yeah, but you I know. Got, but, but I don't think we have to worry about it anything on Saturday. I, I don't, you know, I, I, I don't think so. Now, you know, as you look at the landscape of college football, I, I, okay, you, you've got the three teams. They're always there, uh, you know, AP and coaches poll, Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia. I like this week, uh, Georgia's number one in the AP poll, but number two in the coaches poll. Yeah, Alabama's number one in the coaches poll, uh, but Alabama's number three in the AP poll. <laughs> you know, you got yeah. those three teams. And, and, you know, if one of them stumbles, then you've got the, you know, Clemson, you got Michigan, and here comes Tennessee, uh, you know, with that big win they had over LSU. As, as you look at this, as we're in uh, week number seven of uh, college football, 
You know, who's, who's going to challenge? Who, who, who do you think is out there? Tennessee looked mighty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, Tennessee has Alabama uh, in uh, Knoxville this coming Saturday. So the Georgia, Ohio State, Alabama, we'll give them as the givens. But who's on the outside that you think, Mike, can get in there? Usual prospects like Clemson and other folks? I, I do. I think that the SEC is looking pretty uh, um, interesting as well. I mean, you got Ole Miss and Mississippi yeah. State. Those teams are, are climbing up the track, too, and they got potential because of the schedule that they have in front of them. Um, I think Clemson has the easiest track to go, uh, as we always know, because their competition is, you know, the the, comp- the, the best of their competition is behind them because they've already played Wake earlier so yeah and they you know, now they have florida state coming up yeah this coming uh, florida, saturday florida state right, got any florida. shot against clemson you think yeah of course of course of course i think florida State's playing a whole lot better um but i think i think that that clemson is playing sound enough and conservative enough that they, they they could possibly take the win but even if they lose that game i think clemson still has a chance to bounce back in it um just because they'll be on the outside looking in and they possibly uh 12 and one or one, you know, a one loss team. Ohio State has a good chance to be in it as well. We know that, but Michigan is playing really well too. So we don't know how that works out. So one of those teams will have to fight for that that spot. But, but yeah, Tennessee looks great. Um, last year they played Georgia really tough all the way until the end. If everybody remembers, Georgia didn't finally have that breakout until the very end of the ball game. Um, so yeah, it's far from just a done deal. Uh, of what we can, you know, just give these teams, you know, what's going to happen. We don't know if Bryce Young is going to come back for Alabama, you know, and how that that changes the trajectory of, um, you know, uh, Alabama and SEC. I mean, they still have to play Auburn, and we know those two teams don't like each other very well. It doesn't matter what the records are. So it's so early to say about football, and I know Georgia's like, well, we ain't got anybody to play until the SEC championship. Well, you got a lot of people to play, you know. So, um, you know, including Florida, who's chomping at the bit, no pun intended, to um, to make a name for themselves. And those are the games that could, g- could possibly grab you, you know, just yeah. because, you know, uh, sometimes it's time. You know, sometimes it's like, it's just your time to lose because you, you can't, can't accommodate a team totally. But, you know, you got Al- you got Florida, we got Tennessee and Mississippi State. Those are three games to be concerned about. Yeah, you know, and, and you know, Kentucky, of course, lost to South Carolina right, this past right. weekend. But Kentucky's got uh, – they did not have Will Levis. So Kentucky's got a lot of talent, and you got to travel to yeah. Lexington later in the year. So you got a, li- a little murderer's row now coming up. Yeah, it was funny as it seemed. Funny as it may seem, Brent Key has Georgia Tech playing totally different, you know. So – Oh. It's it's one of those things. Everybody, oh, we're not losing the tech. Yeah, I, you, never came out a rivalry. Yeah, you don't expect it in Sanford Stadium, but yeah. <laughs> stranger yeah. things have happened. Yeah. By the yeah. way, you know how, how does how does Georgia Tech do that? How how, how are you that bad under Jeff Collins, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden Brent Key comes in, and all of a sudden you know you got a chance to go to the uh, ACC championship game and uh, out of the coastal division i mean it, it, I, what, I think you lose what your players happens? yeah you lose your players um 
I, I for a short time, well, my situation was different than George Southern. We had a split of coaches, but it wasn't because of actually the wins and losses. It was just a, a difference of management styles that uh, my AD got rid of uh, Tim Stowers. But I think you lose your coaches. Um, we all know that George Collins came in, you know, like a salesman, you know, wearing the 404 hats and screaming, I love Waffle House and, <laughs> you know, get on board of this Georgia Tech train and, he was great at it, except for when it came to actually playing football games. Yeah. And so, you know, you come out one year and you have a struggle and you blame it on Paul Johnson, my old coach. You blame it on him because you know, we had the option kids. Second year, same thing. Third year, same thing. Now you're entering the fourth year and you've only won six, eight games in three years. So I think you lose the players. I think the players are just tired of, the rhetoric, they don't want to hear it because it's all icing and no cake. Yeah. And then you get a coach that there, that Brent Key, who is a former tech jacket, who is like, I ain't like that guy. Nice guy, but I'm not like him. Yeah. This is what Georgia Tech football is all about. Let's get to it. And they buy into it. They win a game that they shouldn't win against Pitt on the road. Yeah. And then and now they, it was, you start believing it. You start believing you can win long enough, you'll win games that you have no business winning. Yeah. So that's what's happening. And it, and it looks know, good down there. And, and you know, we're we're Georgia guys. You know, I, we're on Dogs on Demand podcast. But I, I think it's important that Georgia Tech has a strong program. Uh, you know, yeah. and, and you want to see the Georgia-Georgia Tech rivalry. You always want to see Georgia mm -hmm. win if you're on our side of the fence. But you wanted to see it to be competitive, you, you, you know, and it hasn't been competitive in the last years. So I'm, you know, I, I'm kind of glad for Georgia Tech that things are maybe turning around for them. But, you know, as I think about those programs, Georgia and Georgia Tech, for me, and it, it, this is true so much, man, you got to have the players and Georgia can recruit. I mean, mm -hmm. Kirby Smart, I picked up two guys yesterday from yeah. this program when we we're recording this program. You know, they had a flip of a running back out of California, picked up a 2024 receiver out of Georgia. And Georgia's always going to recruit. Georgia's just yeah. always going to recruit. Man, you know, to be competitive and be on that level where Georgia wants to be, you got to have the players. And, man, Georgia just can recruit. And, and yeah. uh, they can sell Athens and sell the University of Georgia. That's a great advantage, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, that's what ultimately got Dan Mullen fired, you know, when he says, you know, we'll worry about recruiting when it's time to recruit. Yeah. And it's always be always be recruiting the ABCs of, of college football. You always have to recruit. And yeah, I mean, I've been there um, before every game, home game of Georgia games, and you see um, the, the, the recruits that are standing there and they're with their parents and they're looking around. The parents are always beaming with pride and the kids are, you know, trying to be Joe cool. And so look around and everything. But when that pageantry starts of the game of the glory, glory to old Georgia yeah. and the video starts playing and the, and the, the highlights start unreally. And then the celebrity Georgia player, which last week was, um, big Jordan, um, that's playing with the Eagles right now. Yeah. yeah. The crowd goes wild. You bring back, it's like, it's like, if you're a kid from Georgia or you're a kid that plays college or high school football, wouldn't you want to be a part of this? Yeah. Ain't much more better in the land. And I know that's not grammatically correct. I know my mom will get me, but ain't much more 
it doesn't get better than that, you know, yeah. being in that place. And I've been across the SEC a whole lot, and I've been in some great stadiums. But that's a great place you want to be and have a fan base that supports you 100% is the Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, nothing like uh, Athens on a Saturday uh, when Georgia is playing. Uh, quickly, just some of the games coming up in the SEC this week. Auburn at Ole Miss. You know, Auburn has a chance in that mm-hmm. game. Auburn's not a bad yeah. football team. The quarterback situation with Auburn, though, really is holding them back. Uh, you know, you expect uh, Ole Miss to win. Auburn, though, don't you think? They got they got a shot. You know, they can have one of those Saturdays and the young kid who's playing uh, quarterback for them. You never yeah, know. Georgia makes teams look bad. Yeah. I mean, if you watch Sports Center. That Bo Nix kid is having a great season. Yeah. He's a prize, but except for yeah. one game. So, I mean, yeah, I definitely think that Auburn is not done. I think that Auburn has plenty of opportunity to have a good season. So, yeah, that should be a very, very great football game. Now, the big, the big, the crown jewel, I guess, Sports Center will be there and all of this, 3.30 on Saturday, Alabama traveling to Tennessee and Boy, that that stadium is going to be rocking. You might be able to hear that that stadium from Athens uh, this coming Saturday. <laughs> um, so you you got Alabama. I think the key to this is is uh, Bryce Young, uh, quarterback for Alabama. If he's on the field, you know that that's going to be a great advantage for tennis uh, for uh, for Alabama. What do you think about this game? Hey, this is this is the you know if Tennessee wins, then they're in the top four probably. And Absolutely. then you go Georgia and Tennessee coming to Georgia in a few weeks. Wow. So who are we pulling for, Marvin? Do we want Alabama to win or Tennessee? What do you think? <laughs> I, I have a hard time just saying that because I was, you know, almost watching that Texas A&M um, Alabama game the other day. I was I was wondering, like, who am I, who do I root for in this? Do I want Alabama to lose? Or do I want them to, you know, be that – undefeated when we play him again. It's very weird. Um, I, I don't know. I, I I think that, you know, when you watch Auburn, I mean, Alabama, um, Tennessee, I want Tennessee to be, I mean, Auburn to be, Alabama to be at full strength. You know, I don't like to see a team lose that's not at full strength because then and is always questioned. Well, they didn't have rush up. So, you know, I mean, they're going to do that forever and ever. But, um, I, I still think that it's a mental thing for Tennessee. Yeah, Josh Heupel has those guys playing great, but, you know, they still know it's Alabama. Yeah. And at the end of the day, Heupel's not lining up in a three-point stance with those guys or, or playing all-time quarterback. You know, he's coaching from the sideline. So sometimes it's a mental block of seeing um, that maroon helmet and those numbers on there, and it's like, oh. It's like, I know what they can do. I've never beat them. You know, what makes this time, you know, can happen. And they've been playing pretty good still in spite of not having Bryce Young. So, I don't know. Um, Jameer Gibbs has been playing really well um, running the football. You know, um, that's one thing I guess I'll give Coach Collins. He recruited the kids. So, um, yeah, I I just think that it's going to be great football down the the line. Um, Here we go. Um, Just focus. And I know this sounds like Coach Peak, but – just focus on the games that we have to have because, I mean, you know, we can't even worry about Tennessee right now. They still have Vandy and and, and, and Florida, you know, so it's too early to even be thinking about that. But as, as you know, we're not playing on the team, so, of course, right. we peak at the schedule. Uh, I love talking to a coach when, when like, 
you know, for Rick or, or even when Coach uh, Kirby, when you ask him, like, who y'all got next to me? He's like, I don't know. And, like, <laughs> sometimes I truly believe he does not because I think he doesn't he doesn't care. He's like, I'm not getting into that. I know who we got right now. So yeah. um, it, it's just exciting. You know, college football is just unlike Great. anything else. It's great. And, you know, hey, it's up to us fans to look forward. You know, the, yeah. the coach mm-hmm. and the players, you know, we've got them. We, we know who's coming up. We all uh, got a Arkan- job. <laughs> Arkansas traveling to uh, BYU. That'll be on ESPN at 330. Okay. Kind of an interesting game. Arkansas, yeah. a little rough patch right now. BYU, yeah. not a bad football team at all. So that'll be kind of an interesting uh, game. Then you got uh, at 7 o'clock on ESPN, you have LSU in Florida, LSU traveling to Gainesville. You know, you want Florida to lose <laughs> if you're a Georgia fan, SEC East, you know. That'll be an interesting game. And then the 730 on the SEC Network, Mississippi State, Mike Leach, the marriage counselor, and uh, his butt's taking on Kentucky in Lexington. If Levis is back, that'll be that'll be a pretty yeah. good game to watch. Yeah. Uh, coming up. So, well, what do you think about sure. those games? Anything that kind of pokes out at you? I think there's some good matchups. It's, it's sad, you know, just for a college football fan that the LSU Florida game has lost so much luster yeah. over the years. That used to be a game that you would definitely be in front of a TV on to watch because it'd be have so many potential NFL players in it and just such a great matchup, but the team, the programs have kind of fallen off. I don't even know if Brian Kelly, whew, that's a whole other situation. That's a whole other show. But, um, you know, the way Brian Kelly is hanging down there in LSU, um, I think Kentucky and Mississippi State is a good game, good contest. I think that that'll be one that'll come down to the wire. Um, and it's unbelievable to see that uh, uh, Ole Miss has a chance to remain undefeated, you know, um, that Egg Bowl is going to be exciting, too, for the two teams. So it's just so great. Uh, like I said, great college football. I found myself the other night, you know, sometimes late, coming late after the Georgia game home and, and flipping through the channels. So sometimes when you're at these college games, you miss everything. You don't know what else has happened because you've been fine focused on that. And so I sit up here and I go, it's a late night game and it's a Pac-12 game. And I'm like, oh, I just can't get into this right now. I'll, <laughs> let me... Let me go watch some sports center highlights or, you know, watch the Golden Girls or something because uh, <laughs> it's just a whole different ball game watching, you know, when you come from watching the SEC to watching uh, Arizona State or, 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 or you know, UCLA. It's just different. It's just different. And, I mean, I know I'm biased, so – but I'll take that. Football is still football, though. Yeah. But um, it is exciting just to be able to watch SEC football and be so closely acclimated to it. A lot of fun, and of course, you and I are big Atlanta Braves fans, and so the Braves are back in it. Uh, the agony has started now with uh, the Braves in the divisional uh, series. My wife says, "Oh no," because I'm always coaching. You know, when I'm sitting in my recliner, I'm managing the baseball, the Braves. I'm coaching the football team. They rarely listen to what I say, which is probably a good thing. Well, that's hey, because they're getting so many directions from everybody else all over the place. So it's kind of hard to hear. <laughs> Go Braves. Well, it's it's good to have Marvin James with us. Uh, Marvin is the sports director at uh, 13 WMAZ in Macon, Georgia. Just a great guy. 
And uh, you've been around with WMAZ for quite a while now. Uh, what? You started in 2005 or six or something like that, right? I actually started in 99. I've been here since uh, for 23 years. Uh, I was just celebrating 23 years in May. Um, I don't think I'll have 23 left, but uh, who knows, whatever God allows. But I, I definitely am enjoying my time. And, and we primarily do a lot of local sports here. So local high school, that's how I was able to meet, meet Matt and hang out with him a lot, you know. Um, so it's, it's one of those things where I think that, uh, you know, sports are so much of an equalizer. It brings yeah. so many people together yeah. and it allows so many people to to have um, a platform and get the light shined on, uh, shine on them for doing so, so, so many good things. So I'm always glad to be able to be a part of that. All right, uh, Marvin, thank you for being with us today. And it's a pleasure to have you, and we'll, we'll look forward to having you back again on our program. Anytime, sir, you know that. Just call away. All right. Thank you.